Your little Zoolander flip phone, yeah. Jewel. What is it? Is it a Jewel? It's a Soren Air. Screaming there, JV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I like lean in? Or? No, you're good. I mean, yeah, just fine. You like it, Playboy. You got a good. You got that deep raspy JB voice. Let me get like that James D's voice. Yeah. Get, like, I do there. like the Zoolander phone uh, <laughs> cigarette thing, vape thing. It's way more sleeker than. Dude, it's perfect for like in the pocket, you know. What's up with the, you know, the vape ones that dudes have the big the cannon ones with Dude, the, that's emits for, all the smoke? It's for like show. Is that just a pissing contest? I think so. Why do dudes get that one when <laughs> you can have the Zoolander phone look yeah, cool? I don't know, man. This one just gives me a nice little head buzz. Does the other one have more, is it like more tobacco? Uh, no, I, I think they may, they, they may be lower in tobacco. Lower in tobacco? Yeah. I don't, that's so weird. It's just it's just all pissing contest. Motherfuckers gotta puff those smokes. I f- I, I want to be more discreet. Like exactly, when I smoke a weed yeah. vape pen, I like the discreetness about yeah. it. I, I have the one that looks like the jewel, like the cigarette one. Same company, Pax. Yeah. Shout out to Pax. Give me a free fucking sponsor. I like that. One. It's better. <laughs> it's sleek, dude. It's chill. It's smoking in the movie theater, in the fucking restaurant, anywhere, dude. It's like smoking awesome. Yeah, it does, right? Ha ha! Fuck you, coppers. <laughs> You got your, this is like your cigarettes and coffee, but it's your vape pen and yeah. coffee. So you just got into the coffee, huh, Deez? Did we start this already? Oh, baby, we rolling. Oh. We rolling and strolling. Wow. Bitches be hoeing, sorry. Just rhyming. Yeah. I mean, I drink I drink coffee like, all the dude. time. This is my second of the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my number two. But you just you just got into it because of uh, what? I, I can't even, yeah. I can't even uh, count how many I've had yet already today. Really? It's more than that many? Yeah, that's how I roll. You I, ne- like, I, I wake up, oh. make make a pot, and then, like, going out, have, like, probably, like, two iced coffees. Iced coffee's the move. That's the first move, and then... I like iced coffee better. Maybe a couple more after that. You never drank coffee before when you were drinking or partying or anything? Nah. So it's like, it just came as, like, did you know that that was going to be the supplement? Or did you just... No, I mean, it's kind of like how, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, you know, like older people drink coffee. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I just kind of moved in. I'm fucking tired, dude. Remember when I was little, old people would drink, old people, people my age back then would drink coffee like after, after supper. You yeah, that, that's a little too much for me. Oh, dude, like, I do it if I'm gone out, man. I eat a big-ass meal. I'm ready to curl up in the fucking booth right? at the restaurant. I need the coffee, <laughs> dude. And drink that shit. I am old. I wear and tear. That old coffee-drinking-ass voice today is my guest on Damage Goods. A very good friend of mine, a very talented musician and producer. My main man, James Deese. Yeah, what's up? Drinking Thank that you. sober coffee. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being Again. here. Yeah, he's just... Uh, yeah, James Deese was on Russian Souvenirs, and he's back here on Damaged Goods, and he's recently moved to sunny Los Angeles from the cold depths of Milwaukee in the Midwest. Yeah, that's right. You guys getting snowed on back there right now. Yeah, yeah, I guess there was a bit of snow. It turned into rain. So, I don't know. Ain't shit out here, but just just palm trees and fucking sunny. Actually, it sprinkled the other day. I guess when I was gone in Europe, there was a couple days here back-to-back when it rained. Oh, yeah, that was... uh, yeah, that was a few days. It was. Did you it, notice how bad everyone drives out here? Yeah, they drive like shit when it rains. Yeah, but that you know, that's like all they were talking about on the news. Was what they were like, oh my god, it's a disaster out there. They're just and not prepared. Like, <laughs> also, what happens is because it doesn't rain. When it does, it doesn't rain often. But when it does, the um, like the oils and sh- the shit on the roads yeah. finally comes up and it makes it a little more greasy. People hydroplane. People drive like shit out yeah. here anyway, dude. I've driven in all continental 48 United States, and Southern California got some of the worst drivers ever, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. I love, I love Southern California, but you guys suck at driving and parking. Oh, my goodness. Traffic traffic uh, rules like blinkers. Nobody uses blinkers out here. No, not at all. I've been pulled and, over. And, and, and it's shit. fine. Like, nobody, nobody says anything about that. Mm-mm. Kind of just like trying to like decipher where which way they're gonna go, especially walking. Oh yeah, 
pedestrian dangers. You gotta know when not to step out. <laughs> Have you been exploring out here? You've been cooped up in the lab, just working on music, um, producing shit. Kind of like both. I I just moved to Westwood and uh, tell them your address: eleven thirty five South was, Gailey Drive, apartment two B. That was pretty close. But <laughs> I know I got you. <laughs> You have all these crazy people at your door. <laughs> if you do, bring James D some nice big ass coffee. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you just and you just work in the studio and taking little ventures out. Yeah. There's uh I I um go to Ableton school. <laughs> Ableton school. Tell tell these non musically inclined gentlemen and ladies what that is. Ableton is a recording DAW. DAW stands for digital audio workstation. Ooh. And um Basically, I am in a program that is specified in the uh, certification progr- pro- certification. Pro- <laughs> what, what, okay, you're so scholastic. I like I know, it. No, it's, I love it. I'm just trying to think of the right words. Um, certification program for that. And, um, sorry, I just kind of like lost myself on that one. That's all right. Lose yourself in the moment, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Totally, totally sober with this. Yeah, I know. That's the funniest part. He's sober. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so yeah, that's basically what I'm doing right now. And I mean, JV's been, or James Deese to the commoner. He's been making music forever, dude. You know, you produce all kinds of music and different programs and released tons of projects and produced on other people's projects and shit like that um but you're just kind of doing the school thing on this shit just to get extra 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 pro with it or what yeah totally i've i've been using this probably since like 2014 but i just like taught myself how to do that and now i'm just learning every little bit of it just to um become totally professional and I've I've learned a lot so far. I mean, you've been like making music since I've known you, so like you already are like a proficient producer. You know how to record, engineer, and shit. But just like you just wanted to keep going, just doing extra shit. Is that what? Yeah. Just yeah. I I can um I'm actually able to teach other people too. Ah, this, see, that's what well. I was wondering. Yeah. So yeah. Now you're like. Uh, it's not like licensed, but whatever. You have the proper... Yeah, certified. Certified to teach. Ah, so you could go to like a school and teach this shit back. Yeah, ah, definitely. Professor Deese, <laughs> Professor Deese, get a ponytail. Yeah, I already have button one. Up sweater, you do have a ponytail. <laughs> you can listen to his ponytail on the podcast. Some glasses and maybe a button-up sweater. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck yeah, some, uh, some blazers. Get a blazer. Blazers are tight. Maybe I should... Yeah, yeah, blazers. Blazers, elbow pads, yeah. the blazers, the yeah. leg suede elbow pads. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up, man. And you're still like, do you, you're doing that shit all day for school and you still want to come home and bang out music and work on stuff? You don't get drowned. Yeah. Out. That's like all I do every day. Did you find like, I mean, you've been making music throughout your non sober years, which is a lot more years than the sober one. So are you, do you find like you just, putting in more work musically because you're not partying or drinking or anything? Yeah, definitely like a lot more productive as far as that goes. Just it's, it's like not saying like my music's like any better, any worse, but it's, it's just like the difference between like proficiency and not just like creating some like loop, and I'm just like, oh, that's tight, and just like listen to it for like two hours on repeat, and then just be like, okay, well, we'll get back to that, and then like not really going anywhere with that. You so know? you got like more follow through, yeah, right? More, more crit- critical yeah. of your shit, your yeah. own stuff. So probably works towards the perfectionist aspect about it all. Yeah, I can dig that. I can dig it. I mean, I would imagine, you know, you go sober, it cuts out a lot of. Things that would take up your schedule, right? Like people do stuff that, you know, maybe they go out drinking with their friends or they're higher. If you do certain drugs, you might not be able to work on your art. Sometimes you can for a certain amount of time, but eventually you stop and then you go party more. If you cut that shit out of your schedule, it frees up so much more time. And you, I would assume one like yourself would be sitting there like, fuck me, I got all this extra time. I need to use it. I need to be 
busy and occupy myself so my mind doesn't wander into the wrong places. So I don't crave old cravings or, or figure what to do with my time, right? So you just like bury yourself in the work kind of thing? Yeah, that it's it's a lot easier to um, get like really involved into certain projects that I'm working on. And um, just like just like a, like focused, clear-minded, you know, it works out a lot better for me. I can dig that. What is, what is a, a project you're working on like right now or currently? Um, I am currently kind of just like I've been saving a lot of these tracks that I've been working on to probably do like an EP of some sort, and. Um, Instead of just like releasing like singles like I've been doing recently and uh, kind of just like coming up with, you know, just like a whole project. Yeah. And that's because you got like a, a new situation, right? You were saying like a new deal, like a certain label, right? Yeah, with um, Plasma Pool. Okay, cool. I didn't know if we could say it. Uh, yeah, I can say that. That's cool. So you, but you don't have like a set release date or anything like tight schedule with them it's just when the project no ready. yeah i just send it over to a and r whenever i'm ready that's kind of the cool thing about being like a producer doing electronic music is like you're you're like in control of absolutely everything and mixing and everything and mastering and and then you get to turn it in you don't have to like send it to other engineers or have different people on it and guests and sh it's kind well, of they send it to a mastering studio but that's basically it i mean i could master my own tracks if I wanted to. I actually do some of that too, but um, I feel like it would ju it's just like a lot more like easier for me and like a lot more consistent if I just sent it out to them. That's good. Yeah. I mean, shit, I remember when I used to make music, there'd be so many different, you know, you got your tracking engineer I'm recording shit with and that might be, might be different than the mix engineer. You know what I'm saying? And then maybe I have someone put some live bass on it, and then that's a bass player. And if you got vocals, someone singing, maybe a guest, right? And then, then the mastering plan so, so passes through mad different hands. And I kind of always envied <clears throat> like somebody like in your production lane with music because other than the mastering aspect, if someone's able to mix their own tracks like you are, you're all in control of it. And it's just kind of, I don't know, it just cuts out how many channels it's got to go through before it's done. So it's like, when you're ready, okay, shit, I got this fucking new James DCP ready to roll. Like you said, you send it over them, they dig it. At the A&R department, boom, it's mastered, it's ready to go, you know? Yeah. That's nice, man. Simplify. Less cooks in the kitchen, I guess. I'm into that. I'm into less is more. That's like my new, not really my new slogan, but it's my current mantra. Yep. With everything. Yeah, I agree totally. With music, uh, like editing, man. I think editing is uh, uh, undervalued is, you know, with film, books, fucking music. Like, I don't need a 21-track album. Give me the best 13 out of that. You know what I'm saying? That way there's like no way to pull it apart, you know? Or you Yeah. Know, I don't know. I, I, I've read some book I really liked over time I was in Europe. But when I got like oh, halfway through it, it started becoming redundant. Like he was just, the author was just bringing up the same examples of of his argument and like he'd already hammered the point home and I got it and none of the new examples were blowing my mind shit I already kind of knew and I was like man this dude could have you know done well with some extra editing just to trim it down and shit you know you don't need to beat stuff to a dead horse I, I find it with music like I understand where you, when you come from the creating perspective you're attached to the shit so every song is, is special it is important you want everybody to hear it and see the special qualities in it that you see because maybe someone really does like track 18 on the album or 19 or whatever. But if you just trim it to the dopest 12, 13 or whatever, or even less, dude, 10, 10 tracks. That's that's like an album length. Yeah, dude. That's, and it's fire. Then it's like boom, boom, boom. Every song is great. There's a cohesive feel. You don't have to skip. I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I'm always quality over quantity for myself. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know what that's like in your, in like the world, like the electronic music world. Is that, is that valued at all? It's, um... I don't think like the the whole like like album or you know like just like a concept album isn't really that prominent. It's more just like releasing singles. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like I feel like it, most genres of music take that. It's path quick on. though, and like as far as like distribution goes nowadays, it's a lot easier 
it's less expensive like to do that and like as far as like digital format it's not like pressing up CDs. Yeah, and, that's true. You know, like pressing records. goddamn vinyl, pressing a single yeah. on vinyl, fucking expensive. Yeah, you price know, of oil. Yeah, James Dees and I used to live together in Boston. Uh, most of you probably don't know this and shit, man. JV was there when I was pressing up my first fucking vinyls and shit, man. It's fucking expensive, dude. That shit comes from oil. Oil prices, yeah. gas is expensive right now, dude. I just see it's like four twenty nine out here, dude, in LA. It's fucking expensive. But that's your vinyl. Vinyl's expensive. That's why, like, people don't do, like, vinyl a lot. But some some artists will do, like, you know, in, more indie artists will do, like, small runs of a pressing of vinyl, make, like, limited edition ones, maybe colored vinyls, and they'll sell them for... Yeah, a little more markup. It's like a collector's item and shit. Yeah. And those people will sell out though, like you know, because people who do like I buy vinyl. You know, I, you know, I, the collectors want that shit. So if they just do a small run, they can guarantee to sell out that run and shit. You know, rather than having lots of extra fucking records laying around it, you didn't sell extra CDs or whatever, man. I don't know. Sometimes I, I mean, I miss physical shit like CDs and records, but I understand the beauty of just digital streaming man like not having yeah. cds taking up space in your house or your trunk or shit like that i don't know maybe some people who don't know about that era can't understand it it is fun to hold a physical thing but it is easy with just streaming and shit man i mean when was the last time you bought a cd that i you know i can't even remember, remember like, it's like, like fucking forever i ago. used to I used to try and hold on to that sentiment of just being like, I only buy CDs. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that only lasts so long because it's just, like, so easy to just download whatever you want yeah. just, like, right off the bat because, I don't know, I do, like, I do enjoy, like, the physical aspect of that, but it's just, like... It takes a lot of fucking dying. room up, too, man. CDs are big. Yeah, I do rock the records because no matter what, you can't replicate the vinyl feeling. You know what I'm saying? But I don't buy tons of records, and they look cooler in your house than like a stack of CDs or books. Remember the CD books, the zip up ones? Yeah, dude. Like moving out here, I had to like get rid of a lot of shit. Oh. And but less is I more. There you I go. still have like a huge stack of just like metal CDs that I just want. <laughs> you know. Yo, that's that's what the heads don't know about James Dees is like you know you may produce electronic music, but you produced hip hop. You played in metal bands. You have a very uh, wide musical background. Yeah. yeah, which is dope. I love it. That's why you're a musician more than anything. You know what I'm saying? Just, I I really liked doing like all that like hip hop stuff like out in Boston. You know that was a great community of people to work with. Yeah, a lot of really good talent. Yeah, and and dude, like you played, weren't you fucking? What was the name of the metal band that Rothschild? Is that it? That you were rocking? Rothschild. What, what is it? What <laughs> that is was that wasn't like metal, dude. That no. was uh, that that was like fucking. Who weren't you? What? Was there some no, metal that, was, that you were rocking? Yeah, with? that was that, but that was not metal. Who was that the was metal like, guys you were fucking hanging out with? Yeah, for a while? that dude, was them. That was Rothschild, but those, not that's metal? not no. What are they? What are they? <laughs> that was, it was like fucking like pop rock shit i thought there was like some metal shit man yeah. see maybe i should go sober My it was, i mean it's, it's 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 <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were in a metal band for a while no i mean it like, Are you were hanging like out with metal. some metal kids you know yeah it, oh. it wasn't like metal oh. metal music. what would you equate it to like name a band that's like so i can kind of like i dude i don't know yeah. i mean it was like rock, it was like rock music oh dude but, I, I was in the fucking Black metal land. I was in Scandinavia recently. All yeah, that's that's tight. Neck of the woods, dude. Some of those bands from out there. Where's you the can you say? Can you say it? Oh, I have bands. Yeah. I was with. I was, was yeah, Slayer and Lamb of God and all the and Anthrax. But we were in like, fucking. Yeah, everyone who listens to this knows I work for those guys. Um, but I mean, we were in like you know parts of like Norway and Finland and Sweden and shit. Where like isn't that where like Mad Black metals from? Right? Yeah, like I don't know about that shit, and that's different than the bands I was working for. They're more like thrash metal. I yeah, guess. black metal. That that comes from like Norway. Yeah, it's because it's a cold Sweden, fucking place. Finland, a lot yeah. of great bands. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, dude, the thing is, like, I'm you know me. You know, I have like a hip hop background, and I got a musical background of all genres. But the way I came up, and as funny as I work for all these fucking metal bands and shit, and I'm around all these metal dudes and. 
I know about like some of the thrash metal and shit from skateboarding, skate videos and shit, but then some of that other shit I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's so weird and muck around all that shit and I don't even know or care. You're like, I'm not like, yeah. I don't get starstruck or give a fuck. And some people who are in that community are like, oh man, it's so cool. You were with this person. I was like, I don't even know who the fuck that is, <laughs> you know? Dude, I remember, so like when we lived in... Uh Boston. Living in Boston, like Jamaica, playing on Biltmore. Seven like, Biltmore Street. We can tell you that address <laughs> like, because we don't live there no more. It's safe. <laughs> you'd be like, let's clean the apartment. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, let's clean the whole house. We had a three hey, story go, house. Go grab my, uh, go grab my metal CDs. We're gonna, <laughs> doing, <laughs> yes. We're doing cleaning with some metal. Heavy metal I'm cleaning like, oh, sesh. Okay. Man. That was right. Yeah, we would like get Iron blazed Maiden. out and listen to like Iron Maiden and Sabbath and just clean the whole house. I love that. I, heavy metal cleaning sesh. Yeah. I've, I've done gangster rap cleaning sesh. <laughs> now it's a lot of, since I've been in LA, it's a lot of yacht rock cleaning sesh. Yeah. This is where I'm at these the days. It is, for me, it is. I'm an old man. I listen to so much goddamn metal when I'm on these tours, man. Fucking 12, 14 hours a day, electric guitars. Sometimes I need to soften it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I put some Genesis on or some Steve Winwood <laughs> or some shit, dude. You know, my ears need to chill. <laughs> Phil I mean, Collins. Phil fucking Collins. I got a bunch of Phil Collins fucking records right over there. I love me some Phil Collins. I like solo Phil. Somebody was, I was arguing or having a conversation with somebody on this tour, and they're like, they don't like solo Phil Collins. They find him hacky. They liked, like, Genesis Phil Collins. Genesis got some hits. I was just thinking of that South Park with Phil Collins. Which That's one is he on? No, he really wasn't on there. They were just like dissing him. What were they saying? I mean, I uh, love it, South Park, so. Uh, it was like the, I don't know. I think it was the Timmy one, Timmy oh. band one. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, Phil Collins is a hell of a drummer. He can sing. Yeah. He got some, I mean, he's got some songs, man. He was playing in the Uber on the way over here. Oh, he was? What was you recall? Easy like Lover that? with Philip Bailey. Nice. Good memory, kid. <laughs> Easy Lover. That's in one of my Yacht Rock playlists. Yeah. The playlist is called Snakeums. That's my it's Yacht a, Rock that's playlist. That's a great one. It is. Dude, I got it on vinyl right there. We could party. If I was yeah. in a party. Tell you what, another fucking bunch of this coffee, I'll be ready to party. <laughs> it's imagine what it does. The the. Do you find like... Like, I've had friends who've gone sober, like, you know, a friend of mine who's, like, hooked on, you know, back home in Boston, was hooked on dope, and he got clean, and, and you know, I go over to his crib, and he'd be like, yo, Snake Man, you want a monster? And he'd, like, open his fridge, just like, mad monster uh -oh. energy drinks. And I'm, I'm straight. You know, I don't want those. Those are nasty. <laughs> but, and he's drinking three a day, and that's definitely not good for you, but it, it's better than a dope needle in the arm, you know what I'm saying? But people often find something to suffice what they've left behind you know and so a lot of people i know who go sober it's like coffee yeah you know substitution yeah yeah um uh, do you find like is coffee like your that's your thing yeah i i'd say like if anything a rush i got a coffee thing going on now i got a friend who's he was sober from drinking and he eats he eats a lot more now and more sweets you know maybe because the alcohol had sugars in it you know and maybe the sweets yeah it's kind of helps all, all like a life. lot of people um i don't know they they go to they need like something sweet in their diet that's what i heard i, I didn't get that i think it's maybe it's because alcohol has all those sugars in your body yeah it. i i don't know i just like have problems eating because eating in general yeah <laughs> I, I don't i just have like really bad anxiety so like i would use um i would use like drinking to medicate anxiety a lot of the times and um yeah anxiety makes it like really hard to eat so yeah it's you get the nerves yeah in your stomach right the butterflies i get like that too yeah uh, that's why i smoke wheat so like i don't they they make uh zofran that's a that's zofran it's like a it's a medication for uh, anxiety. For no, it's not for anxiety. It's for like appetite. Oh. So, I don't know. But it it gives you an appetite. I you know I don't really know exactly what it does, but like I I was just prescribed it, so I don't really I mean, take it all the time. Do you think so? Like you know, people always have uh, substance use. 
use or abuse doesn't have to be either one. Substance use or abuse always kind of stems from different things. You know, sometimes people just want to party and have a good time. And then sometimes we like, we drink, we smoke, we sniff, we pop a pill. We do certain things to have that good time. And sometimes we do it because, like you were saying, like medicate yeah. anxiety. And like I know when I was in some real dark places a few years ago, I was drinking a lot to just, I was in a dark place and I was masking the dark place only going darker, you know. Um, and, you know, I've, my my mother suffers from real bad anxiety. I thought that always contributed to her alcohol problem too. Because they would say, oh, I take a shot. It takes the edge off. Or, yeah. And, you know, and it, it kind of does, but it only heightens your anxiety up worse when, you know, you, you sober up the next morning or something. But do you think anxiety was the driving yeah, force I, behind your drinking? I, I mean, it's kind of just like a, like a cyclical problem where, you know, like you you use something to medicate a problem and then it just winds up exacerbating that problem and then you just go back and forth with yeah. it. And like, I mean, like you said, you know, it, it starts off like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to just like take the edge off or start off just like I like having a good time. And, you know, with some people that's like can't, really be the case where you can just like stop doing that you know yeah and it it just never ends until like you take a stance on it you know and everybody you know everybody handles or everybody deals with substances differently it affects everybody differently some people can just have like one drink or just drink once a week if they want not even have the desire otherwise you know um and I know for me sometimes when I'm stressed or certain things, like I've gone to substances when I've been feeling that emotion, you know, and, and, and like, it's like, oh, it's like a re, it's like in your mind, it's just tricking yourself. It's like a reassuring yeah. thing. Oh, if I have this right now, it's going to help calm me down or make me feel better or whatever. And I, I was always envious of people who could just party a little or drink or smoke a little or whatever and then not for a while you know but but those are the people who aren't using it usually for anxiety depression or whatever they're doing it because they just want to feel that yeah. feeling you know it's i think it's people who like what you're describing you know have some kind of underlying issue and it becomes a way to deal with the issue you know what i'm saying self-medication yeah what is what what, what your what program are you in a regular a is that what it yeah is? that's what i what I do they say to. about I've always been curious about this because I have a lot of family and friends who've been in AA and shit. What, what do they say about prescription medications like like SSRIs, antidepressants? Do they ever talk about that stuff? Uh, yeah, they do. And um, I mean, to my knowledge, it's like basically, you know, like your intent of it, you know, like, like, like uh, kind of like, like your intentions behind that. You know, and like, as far as like AA goes, there's, I feel like, like the NA programs are a little more critical. Critical uh, of prescription medications? Yeah. Just because it's, you know, like, it's kind of like hard to draw the line with, you know, all how much pain you're going through and like, yeah. and so I mean like, you know, obviously with... It's really hard to draw the line as far as like pain medication goes and like how that's like overprescribed and all that shit. So, um, I, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of people out there who like need to be prescribed, you know, like you're saying, like the, uh, like antidepressants and, you know, like antipsychotic medication. Like that's just like being responsible about like your mental health. Yeah. And I mean, as far as like pain medication goes, like that's like sometimes you can really go without that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a friend who had like a, a shoulder surgery, and you know, he didn't, doesn't do drugs and shit. And they tried to offer him super strong, I think it was oxycontins, you know, to heal afterwards. And he just didn't want to take them. He was just taking some other shit instead. He, he was in pain, but he just didn't want to fuck with that shit. He didn't want to go down that path. You yeah, because it's just. Slippery slope. It is, man. It's just as dangerously powerful, man. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, the number one thing about that kind of medication is, like, an education on it. And I'm not, like, saying, like, oh, just, like, don't make it anymore. Don't prescribe it to people. But, like, just 
making people aware of like what that actually is and yeah. like what it and can what, do to you and what the side effects might be. They don't yeah. really ever outline that shit at all. I noticed. Um, I mean, I was on a gang of different prescription medications <clears throat> over the years. It's been like five years since anything, but uh, I never really got the side effects or anything ever was ever explained to me or told to me. You know, I like would go and research it on my own later because I was experiencing different things and I'd find some shit. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, these are horrific. And I just felt it was kind of funny. It's like you're gonna, I know you're prescribing this. Maybe you're, you know, most likely your intent is good about prescribing this to me, or you're trying to help me. But I just felt like you should be forthright with what might, I might encounter also. You know, and I, it's a little disingenuous when these psychiatrists and doctors aren't kind of telling you that. You know, um, I don't know. I think at the time I, I I didn't even know to question it when they were prescribing it to me at first. Then I remember when I was getting off some of the medications, my psychiatrist she would like, oh that one's not working, or you don't like that one. Okay, well uh, you know there's this other one you could try. This like she always had another one to offer, like another one, and she kind of pushing them on me. And I just I didn't like that. I felt very resistant to that. Yeah. You know? And when I first you know was getting prescribed, I needed something. I was open to whatever. Uh, but you know, eventually, after I've been on them and realized, you know, what is in some of these things and what they can do, I was a little hesitant to take anything extra and try to get off that shit. But I don't know; they don't really, they don't tell you all that shit in there, you know. Oh man! So you're uh, when you go to like meetings and shit on the regular and stuff. Yeah, yeah. As as many as I can. Yeah. It's kind of like. Um, you know how I always used to like to go to the bar. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. It's like your and, new bar. Yeah, I mean, it's just like one of those. Like, it's like a. It's like the you know the, like a mental trigger kind of thing to like. It's like what, what am I gonna do now? Yeah, yeah. The Instead time of like being like, oh well, I'm gonna go to the bar now because I I'm bored and I don't have shit to do. You gotta so, find shit to do. Yeah, I mean that's like kind of like the. The new, um, do they have bar the dice? New, yeah, it's like, no, most people like listening to this, like, would not know what that is. Bar dice is but, a Milwaukee thing, it's, yeah. I it's learned a, it when I was go visit this dude there. <laughs> I don't even know how to play it. It's like, it's dude. like exclusive to, um, basically like Wisconsin, but, um. Yeah, you get like a cup of dice. It's kind of like Yahtzee, I'd want to say. Yeah. I, I don't even know what the fuck Yahtzee is. I don't I've, even know. I've I, never even played that Same. Game. I think that's a 1950s game. <laughs> that's done, dude. They don't play Yahtzee. That's with butterscotches and black licorice and shit. Dude, uh, yeah, it's just like five <laughs> dice and basically, yeah, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> yeah, do you, you got to find like shit to... To keep you busy, though, it's like, it's uh it's an excuse to drink, basically. Yeah, yeah. I don't need any of those. <laughs> I, no. I drink anyway. I don't need. An excuse. <laughs> I take little breaks. I don't like the holiday season for various reasons. And one is because it's a lot of like drinking going around, and it's a I don't know. Is it hard? Is the holiday season hard? No, no. I mean, this is your I, first sober holidays. Yeah, it's like uh, well. I don't know. I would like stop drinking here and there. So like, technically, like for me, it's it, it, it's like fully like sober. Yeah. But like. Yeah, you take sabbaticals. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. I mean, I do shit, man. I do. But that, that was like, you know, that was like fighting it. You know. Yeah. I was like white knuckling it through those times. So like, it was like I didn't enjoy myself. Yeah. I've take sometimes I take breaks. Just because, like, oh, man, my body just wants the break. And when it's like that, it's easy. Yeah. Because I just, I don't have it in me, you know? Um, and then sometimes it's like, all right, I want to try to go this long. It's like, it's like, a, like a sober October or something like that. It's a it's a restriction with a defi- defined, defined <laughs> date, you know? like So that's a little more harder because if there is a moment in that, say it is a sober October in that month where you want to do something... It's like, nope, can't do it. You know, you got to like resist it. Whereas when it's like an unimposed, self-imposed, but like undetermined break, I just like, just might, might be two, three weeks where I just don't do anything because I just fucking don't want to. Yeah. Like I don't drink or have any substances in my body because my body just doesn't want it. You know, sometimes things like, 
like I'm sure this is you you're well more aware of this than I am like you know certain things are like they used to do involved drinking or certain substances right or hanging out with even certain people and like it's is it hard for you to like envision hanging out with certain people and doing certain I mean, things like here's the thing like where I used to live in Milwaukee Wisconsin they, like everything was based around drinking it's a big like, drinking town. Yeah. yeah. It, it like every activity had something included with like a bar involved in it and whatever. And you DJ at night at clubs. Yeah. It's fucking nightclubs is like brutal for being sober, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's not really a sober atmosphere. But, um, <laughs> it's <laughs> not at all. No, not at all. But it's, uh, I mean, I would even manage to do that sometimes with, with, like, you know, do a DJ gig completely sober. Not really easy, but... No, I mean, would you just come in, do your set, and then get out? Yeah. You, yeah, I couldn't imagine hanging out no. there. You know? Yeah, no, no. When not. you're on stage or in the DJ booth, it's like you're working. You're I've performing. even done that. I've went out to go see other DJs perform completely sober, and I was like, I can't even stay out here and do this like yeah i mean i can't imagine if i was sober if i was not even when i'm on those little breaks i'm not going to a bar or a play i could go to a concert sober because yeah. i'm going there just to watch music it's not like the you know i couldn't like go to like a bar and hang out with other people i just went to nine inch nails sober that dude somebody <laughs> else i know went to nine inch nails too yeah they, yeah, they were just here yeah like so, yeah, a couple was, weeks yeah, ago fuck me, i was just talking to some people who went where was that? Where's where the show? God, I can't remember. You don't remember? Dude, you're <laughs> sober. You're supposed to remember? What? Yeah, what? Center? Was it the fucking Fonda? Was it the Rose Bowl? Was it... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't hear. I don't know. I posted it on it's gotta my be Instagram. Big. I mean, they're big still, it's, right? Here, I can go to that since I don't really use my Instagram. The Hollywood Palladium. Palladium, dude. Palladium. Palladium. <laughs> That's the greatest. That's the best. Palladium. Yes, the Hollywood Palladium. Actually, I don't think I've ever been to Palladium. Have I been to Palladium? I don't know. I've been to too many fucking venues in my day, man. They're all the same. I've been spent my whole summer and fall in arenas and amphitheaters, man. Honestly, I don't like to go to live music anymore that often because I work in it so much that like, and I performed for years myself that. If it's if it's it's got to be somebody I absolutely fucking love, and I have to or I have to be getting hooked up, like I don't want to <laughs> have to stand there in the middle of millions of fucking people or thousands of fucking people unless it's somebody I absolutely love. Yeah, you would have hated that one. Was oh, that where you just like in the midst of the crazy? Yeah. Well, that's it, it, different. Do you really love? Them? If you really love them, that's all right. I don't know, man. It was kind of like an eye-opening experience. <laughs> I was in, never. In what way? I, I I was just like never in a pit before in general. Oh, you were in the dude, and dead sober too. So oh, God. yeah, God. I didn't like. I don't know. It was weird. I was like, "This sucks," but then like, <laughs> I, I had some sort of spiritual awakening in the midst of it. Oh shit, man, dude! The fucking mosh pits. Like some of these Slayer shows are fucking fierce. Dude. Yeah, I, I see some bloody that. people, dude. This dude came over. He he was crowd surfing in a wheelchair. Oh my god! He kept god. coming over the fucking barricade, and the security guard. Catching him one time, and his wheelchair and him were separate. And you know he's like drunk and handicapped, and he's just covered in his own piss. And security guards <laughs> catching this fucking big fat wheelchair dude with his wheelchair and his piss all over him. That's kind of fucked up, piss. dude. Yeah, I mean I see shit like that a lot, dude. Just bleeding from the face. Oh yeah, just getting smashed in there. Oh my, nah, that shit does not look fun. I'm straight on that. I am straight on that. I, I know I don't get it. I mean it's awesome for people who are into it. With like that crazy shit, but I'm every time I get into shit like that, it's because it's a fight and I didn't want to be in it. It's not like I'm not paying money to go to a concert, yeah. That's just not me, I don't, yeah. Same, but like, I don't know. Wow. Sometimes you just gotta like experience it to yeah. know like what it's like. That's true, that's true. Was it wild? Was the nine inch nails pit wild? Yeah, really, yeah. It was like it was a whole new experience for me, gnarly. Shit! What was the last time you were at a concert before that? <clears throat> Pro I, 
I want to say like Guns N' Roses. Oh, where'd you see them? In Milwaukee. I saw them at Coachella when they performed a couple years ago. I was there working for some artists. I was with uh, with one of my buddies, Rolly. Shout out to Rolly. Shout out to Rolly. <laughs> Terry, text Rolly. Um, shit, would you would you like? Yeah, the, I did, forgot about Terry. Did you like the Guns N' Roses show? What'd you think? Yeah, it was awesome. It's good. Yeah. I, I never saw them when I was little, but they were always badass as fuck when I was little. Uh, the sound when I saw them wasn't great, but that's I wasn't their fault, you know. Uh, I think it was just. Dude, I don't know if we were like old enough no, to we go when they no, like, we were like in nine, prime. ten years old. Yeah, yeah. Too, I mean, we could have been brought in by our parents. Brought, brought in, brought, brought. The fuck, my grip. Palladium, <laughs> palladium, palladium. What did you call it? The palladium. I don't know, palladium. dude. I was, I, was, like, I was just reading words or something. Oh yeah. No, I mean they were they were definitely fucking like monsters when we were little. Um, I'm yeah, sure, like dude, seeing them back 80s, then was man. Like, 80s man, 80s and 90s, dude. I bet that would have been a crazy show to go to back in the day. Crazy, I, I would have loved to see. Yeah, them. definitely unacceptable. Where'd you see him in Milwaukee? Uh yeah. Where they play in Milwaukee? The, what what we like to call the Bradley Center, now called the BMO Harris. Oh, it's like a big the big arena. The, yeah, is like the like the Bru- Bucks. Yeah, play? yeah, that's where the Bucks used to play. Where do the Bucks play now? There's a whole new stadium built. It's called like the Pfizer Forum. Pfizer pharmaceutical company tying it back into the SSRI's antidepressants. Nicely done, James. Yeah, there you go. Full circle. I uh, shit, man. What's the place in Milwaukee? We always play like sometimes the Eagles Ballroom. Yeah, play there a bunch, and then the rave. The rave, yeah. That's the the, upstairs. Yeah, yeah. That that's like a very like it's like allegedly a haunted. A venue in Milwaukee. Right? Yeah, something of those sorts. You know, isn't there the creepy hotel across yeah. the way where the murderer was? Or yeah. Am <laughs> I right? Am I on the right no, trail? No, yeah, here? you're right. And the basement of this venue is like very old school. Has like an old pool that's drained, and like these weird dressing rooms down there. It's very creepy to go down there during the day. It's like no one's working down there. It's closed, but it's like eerie and haunted and spooky. It's very spooky. And then there's a. Some other place in Milwaukee that played some like amphitheater. It's kind of more on the outskirts. Ooh, I don't know. It's probably not technically in Milwaukee. Yeah, the town right when you get out of it. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what it's called though. I think I know what you're talking about. What's the other city in Wisconsin? Madison. Madison. That's the capital. Yeah, Madison's the capital, but Milwaukee's bigger, right? Yeah. Funny how they did that with a lot of states, man. Albany, New York. Suck my dick. Springfield, <laughs> Illinois. You ever heard of fucking Chicago? <laughs> Suck my dick, dude. What is this bullshit ass? What's the capital of Florida? I guarantee you it ain't Miami, dude. What the fuck? Sacramento. Ta- Tallahassee. Sacramento. Not Los Angeles. Not San Francisco. Not even San Diego. Sacramento. Ever been to Sacramento? Shithole. Suck my dick. Nah. Who made these the capitals, dude? <laughs> Stupid shit, man. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry for being the first logical motherfucker. Jake the Snake, 2020, running for office. You want a new capital in your city? Boom, I got you. <laughs> Change that shit up. Massachusetts, the capital's Boston. Makes fucking sense. It's the largest city in the fucking state. I don't understand that shit. How you gonna have New York City not be the capital of New York? <laughs> Albany? I like Albany, too. I'm just saying. Makes no sense. Sorry for being logical, guys. Sorry. Damaged good style. Anyway. <clears throat> My rant over. You got the Nelly rocking right here. I see that. Is yeah. That She's so getting a knife fight with a Puerto Rican re- girl. It, it looks a lot cooler than it actually is. That's all good. Shaving your beard is looking I, pretty tough. Yeah. Like, I left it for just a bit just for you. Oh, why? Are you I taking just, it off? Are you going to shave it off? Nah. No. I, uh, I'm letting it go. It's fucking cold in Europe, dude. So I just started rocking the beard, dude. My face was fucking freezing. We're getting out those there. gray hairs oh, coming bro, in. Bro, I get them. I got them. I got Same. a gang of them. You don't, you don't look that way. No, that's good. Dying out? You got hair men? What's it called? <laughs> Best men? My woman's a hairdresser, dude. We can do you up. She'll hook it up. Oh, my shit's like, fucking like uh, Guy Fieri. He dies it. Oh, Spike oh, yeah, Frosted Tips. Does. Maybe we should yeah. Frosted Tip our beards. Yeah. <laughs> look like my beard's gonna look like it's some fifth member of Insync. <laughs> Spiky blonde hairs. Dude, the, the, the grays in my beard are white, snow yeah. white. It looks like it passed out it's in a cocaine pile. It's fucking white. I'm not really on my head yet, though, but just right here. No. It happens. I don't mind it, though, dude. Like, Yeah, I it's awesome. It. I'm in my mid-30s. That's what happens. It's not, yeah. Although I I think people used to get grays later, and I have a theory about this, that men are getting gray hairs and male pattern baldness 
earlier than they used to due to a higher stress environment in America. Living in areas more stressful, you work more, you rest less, you're under more duress, you get less sunlight, less uh, activity, and you eat shittier diet. Overall, not everybody. Overall, yeah. the average American male of any ethnicity is undergoing these circumstances, and I believe it leads to earlier balding and gray hairs. I agree with the shittier diet, too. Oh, that's definitely a part of it. I mean, this wasn't the case 20 years ago. My father's era, my uncle's era and shit. Just a little Jake the Snake philosophy for you motherfuckers out there. Just trying to drop <laughs> jewels on you, enlighten you. Um, shit, are you going to grow? Are you going to cut your hair? Is it still long as fuck? I cut it. What? Like, yeah. Take the hat off, Deez. How? Oh, you didn't cut it. Yeah, okay. Well, not like all yeah. off. JB's hair is really long. He looks like he could have been Axl Rose's cooler cousin. But uh, <laughs> it's still really long. It's below his shoulders. So you, yeah. Oh, no, it's looking good, dude. Panting Pro V. <laughs> Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe. It looks good, dude. No way, dude. Looking shiny. You look like yeah. Battle Thor. I just uh, conditioned it. The leave-in conditioner? Do I? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Leave-in conditioner. I miss my long That's hair. That's how you dude. grow it out. I miss my long hair, dude. I gotta get it back, man. We could be long hair twinsies. Dude, I think you like just cut it before the last time I came to visit you. Yeah, it is. Which was like 2015. It was sad, isn't it? Once you cut it, man, you can't get it back. It takes forever. For, mm, wow. I mean, forever, it's a little commitment. I mean, yeah, at least a year. Those vitamins you take there. What do you take for your hair? Vitamins. Uh, Fish oil. I like biotin. 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 How do you, how do you say it? I love JV's uh, enunciation. <laughs> pronunciation game is epic right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. Paladium. Paladium. Oh, we go into the Paladium. <laughs> That shit's great. It's Bio 10. Bio 10. Smoke it. Hit that. You want to hit that? I won't tell Terry. This? Terry, turn your head. You can hit that vape. Do I want to hit that? <laughs> well, that should just give me the most head rush ever. Probably. I've probably smoked a cigarette. When I was really young, I tried it a couple times when I was like 12, you know, when all the kids were, and I never liked it. And I don't think I smoked another one until I was like 19, 20, just jokingly with my friend. And I, I just like, just fucking with him and trying. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you never got into cigs. I never got into cigs. Couldn't do it, man. I don't know why. I love smoking weed. And I just never. I that's it. That's another thing with the, like the addiction thing is like, I never got addicted to cigs. So you, that happened when you got sober? Yeah. It's just like a vape pen or whatever the fuck this is. It's like, a vape pen. That's a vape Zulu flip phone. <laughs> but I mean, you never were smoking that before you went sober? Nah. Interesting. You get your ass beat what do you back mean? where I'm from. Oh. For smoking <laughs> yeah. People hate you on vape. You do that on the low. <laughs> but were you smoking cigarettes then? Nah. So it just like was like, you, you felt like you needed something though. Yeah, know. like a, like, you know, substitution. Yeah, man, I was wondering like, if you go to like a situation like military and you're like serving in combat or you're in prison for a long time like you develop a habit like smoking tobacco or some shit to dude yeah I, it looks like a fun past the time thing let's go have a cigarette outside or some shit I wish I could do yeah it's like, like I, I never got into that it's weird good for you good for, just went right for the hard stuff right 